Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The suppression of the use of marijuana and of the forces lurking behind it are the most important jobs this department is now engaged in. In 1930, the records on marijuana in the Washington office of the Narcotics Division scarcely filled a small folder like this. Today, they fill cabinets. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Coloradians, and everyone that's smart enough to listen from the outside. It's one of the most amazing plants we've ever discovered. The pot party, the trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a cup. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Stone Depetit with your host. As always, it's me, Kip, and to my left, I got CB. How are you, CB? Dude, spectacular. We're in the new studio. Football is like really officially back with the first full weekend. NFL. The sky's the limit for us this year. I'm surprised you're as ecstatic as you are seeing as Alabama just totally shit down their leg. But at the same time, you know, that it is what it is. This new studio breeds positivity. Your uh, personality and your vibe today is infectious. I'm fucking fired up about it, CB. So we're going to have a great episode. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to recap all of the festivities from Denver Food and Wine. Um, we're going to talk about your weekend in Boulder, catching up with Coach Prime. We're going to talk the NFL slate, more importantly, our our Pick'em League, which rewards the best gamblers in our community with free gift cards to local restaurants, bars, breweries, and everything in between. Uh, shout out to our friends over at Schwa's. Emerald Fields was our week one gift card. So someone's going to be smoking that fat pack for free. Um, but before we get into that, Eve, over on the ones and twos, how are you doing? Hey, that sounded kind of enthusiastic. Yeah, it was a, it was kind of elevated in there. You you took us on a loop there. Fantastic. This I is, love it. This is your first time in the new studio. How does it feel? It feels really now you know that we're not fucking around. Yeah, kind of. It's a perfect basement to do snuff porn. That's a fact. Well, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. We don't pay not even snuff horn? Okay, well, we'll make it. It's a it really back. big grossing industry for the U.S., but that's neither here nor there. But a lot of successful businesses started in a garage, and we're actually in a basement. So, so. central eating, central air, and we have a shelf to put all of our accolades and awards. As you can see, we have this signed book by Anthony Bourdain right next to a hookah. So look at that. Shout and out. Eve's Emmy. Oh. I fuck I forgot it. It's in my studio. It's in the old studio. We'll have to get it out, and we'll, it's all right. I'm surprised you don't just walk around with that thing, uh, or the, at least the piece of paper that said "Good job, you won an Emmy." But um, 
Yeah, it's all right. We have a lot of, we'll hang a bunch of awards on this wall once we actually garner them. But in the meantime, we've got a kick-ass episode today. Um, before we dive into that, let's give a shout out to our sponsors. I'm looking at you, Chris. Bring your fucking A-game on this ad read. Dude, it's just like a sign from the heavens above. This weekend when I was in Boulder, guess what I saw in the sky? A Reiki advert. And I tell you what, the guys are killing it with just fantastic seltzers that mix Breckenridge Distillery spirits. So you're getting that real spirit taste. Um, they've got tequila with lime and grapefruit. They've got a cherry whiskey. They've got a bunch of vodka different flavors. And they've got two new flavors coming out. They've got a mango vodka and a pineapple vodka. And what we may not have known or have announced before is they also give back to the community. So because Reiki is comprised of three simple ingredients, they started giving 3% to national natural disaster relief foundations. So for every purchase, you can you're help don- out the community. Yeah, you can help out members in Maui. You can help out so many people across the world. So that's a good thing. Just bottom line, their seltzer slap. They taste good. Every 12-pack has a full fifth of liquor in it. I feel like that's got to be the number one selling point is, are you trying to get Liddy McTitty? Because this will do the job. Um, I do enjoy not only uh, sitting back and sipping on a couple seltzers, shout out to my alliteration there, but knowing that I'm doing something good for the community or for those out you know, in, in the country and in the world, that makes me feel a little bit better. So way to go, Chris. Knowledge bomb. I appreciate that. I'm here for it. I have a knowledge bomb for you. Did you know that Ritual is doing a giveaway all month long? That's it. All you have to do is swing in the Ritual at 2521 Sheridan Boulevard. They've got a giveaway going. You can ask questions more about when you go in there, but when you go in there, be prepared to be in awe. Not only is the air conditioner at like a crisp 66, I love hanging out over there, a comfortable lounge, but at the same time, they have a litany of products that you can pick up off the shelf and take home with you. Whether you're a casual consumer or the cannabis connoisseur, there is something for everyone. And don't worry, maybe you don't have the luxury of being able to swing down to Sheridan Boulevard, located right next door to our friends over at Joyride Brewery, but you do have the internet which means they're not doing this from like Rhino or like where we grew up in the South. You can go to ritual slash or ritual hyphen co. That's R I T U A L hyphen co.com. And you can shop the whole store without ever having to leave your basement or your comfy couch that someone definitely jerked off on. Shout out to our new studio stuff. That's the luxury of ritual. They, uh, they work within the local community. They work with local purveyors, but at the same time, they're taking care of everybody in the continental 48. So swing over to ritual. 2521 Sheridan Boulevard, or if you can't make it, swing over to ritual-co.com and get your shop on. Woo! Woo! All right, so let's dive into it. We had a really loaded week last week. Yeah, but it was a great week. Yeah, it was. It was a big time. We had a lot of fun, um, and it was all for a good cause. You know, we were just talking about that with Riki. So let's just dive right into it. I got hammed up on Thursday at the Shake and Breaks event which is for those that don't remember the food and denver food and wines food truck and bartender competition Woo! i thought the food was outstanding i thought the food truck showed up yeah and they showed out i mean i chili con quesadilla continues to win these events which is bullshit but i think they win them because they they're showmen they they are like us we don't put the best quality on a plate 
But by God, we're going to put our personality out there. And I think they do that exceptionally well. Because I put them in the middle of the pack on the top eight the other day. But, man, they're a hoot and a holler to hang out with. And they're they're at almost every event. I feel like we've seen them ten times this summer. They're like that cold sore that always comes back on your lip. That's very true. While, like, the tacos they were serving there were were tasty it i don't think it deserved necessarily to take home the crown um but you're right like they were out there talking to people like really rallying up the crowd there that banana pudding though that dolce de leche that, did banana fuck. Pu- that fucked hard i just stuck my wiener all inside that baby cup but yeah some of the Sorry. other some of the other food trucks a lot of people are like you know, just working their ass off, cooking all these dishes to serve. And I don't think they really thought about like, the oh, personality. yeah, like here's what we're throwing out there, blah, blah, blah. Um, but regardless, like the, di- the dishes were great. Yeah. I, I was thinking Muck Joe was going to come away with it because everybody knows that cheese pool are the sexiest thing on the internet right now. Shout out to me for starting that revolution, but shout out to Monk Jeff for fucking bringing the hammer. They've won awards from the Food Network for similar competitions and things of that nature, and they are just so photogenic and delicious. I thought they were going to bring the hammer. Surprisingly, I mean, obviously I love Simply Pizza, but that was pizza. So obviously, you know, you needed to have some wow factor. So if you didn't win on that one, it was still a fucking good pizza. The pizza was tasty, and that rig... Holy fuck. Yeah, like, that food truck that they're partying with with the big old windows and like the the mobile pizza oven. Oh, that's the major leagues. I think some folks may remember we actually I cooked on that uh, food truck back during the National Western Stock Show, hanging out with Melissa and them when they were out there kind of in that where all the food is. They let me and shout out to Scott Duff. Um come on there me and scott or scott and i got to make our own pizzas i mean great people they were obviously running amok you know they had lines wrapped around the whole event so i mean we didn't get to hang out and goof off with them like we have in the past but their pizza was it slapped lady in the wild also the fried halloumi that shit did slap that one i that was my sleeper for i mean honestly we know a lot of people don't have great taste um, because otherwise, why would, you know, Federales be in business? But at the same time, that was my bite. That was the one for me. And then even if you've just had their hummus or, you know, right. any of their Mediterranean spreads or, you know, we saw them at the food fight for reproductive rights doing the lamb meatball, um, any of those capacities, they kind of, they zig when others zag. And I fucking appreciate that. That's how you avoid alligators. And <laughs> very true. Very true. It's a zigzag because they can't turn fast. Yeah, Chris, we, we know. I was just letting Eve know. Yeah, she's from Maine. They don't have gators. I tell you, my sleeper truck was the adobo truck. I thought that pork belly served on the chicharrone, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. That was actually, I slipped my token in there. I had to. But that thing was tender. It had a lot of flavor and like the crunch with the chicharrone, it was that was fucking good. It was a great bite. And for those that don't know, they're kind of in a hidden spot. They're located right there on Federal Boulevard in between the little clusterfuck at Spear Avenue and actual 32nd Avenue. So you have to cross traffic or like in the parking lots. Like it's a very difficult location to get to. But what Blake? 
and their team are doing over there is a Filipino cross between like, it's perfect munchy foods, you know, Filipino egg rolls, um, some really bomb cheesy grill, uh, green chili cheese dumplings. And then, you know, very clever dishes such as those that you mentioned right there. That really was a, it was a, a showstopper as well. The, I think the texture profile was on point. The flavors were there as well. And I mean, they had a sturdy line going too. So yeah. I was a little, again, we're a little surprised CCQ won, but again, the same reason we have as many three or two star reviews instead of one stars is because we're showmen as well. So shout out to us, just like CCQ. What'd you, what'd you think about the cocktail game? Where were you on that? The studio's haunted. We gotta oh, move. fuck. We gotta fucking move. This sucks. Um, the, the drinks. I thought they were just okay. I liked the Denver press rooms. They had a solid one. And that one that had a little creme on top, you thought it was a whippet? Uh-uh. It was a little <laughs> something on something on top. That one wasn't bad. But overall, I felt like everybody was trying hard. Like, there was 90 ingredients in all of those cocktails. And I don't need tamarind in more than one drink. So that's what threw me off a little bit. The shout-out to Nora, the back bartender that was handling all the red wine and beer. She got my green token. Not really, but kind of. Yeah. No, I feel you. I was curious, like, was there some rule about having X amount of ingredients in the cocktails? Because I feel like everybody was trying to have at least 10. Some of them hit, but oh, some... Oh, the banana uh, some of them cold he, brew one hit. Yeah. I liked that one. Shout out to... Is her name Beth or Betsy? She was bringing the fucking hammer. But some of them, you were just kind of like wondering, like, what what, what all is going on here? What were you trying to... It was a little convoluted. Give me? Yeah. But, I mean, they they all did a great job. I tried all of them. And it's not to say they were just terrible. It's just saying it was, a, was bit, a, it was a bit odd. Yeah. I was like, whoo. It was a very complex cocktail program running across all of them. And sometimes, you know, especially with us, we love less is more. You mentioned the Reiki has three different ingredients, things like that. We love natural wines. We don't need all those sulfites or you're always going to get my vote if you just do things clean in the right way. So, but I'll tell you what surprised me the most. The crowd was awesome. Yeah. Like, everybody was the turnout fun. was exceptional for the shake and break. And this is the only, the second year they've done it. So I was super stoked because as everybody knows, if you weren't able to do it, Colorado Restaurant Association puts on this event and many others throughout the year to raise money for their foundation that supports the uh, restaurant industry's employees, maybe needing grants or mental health help. Um, we that's what we were there to help you know raise awareness and money for. The turnout was awesome. So shout out to the CRA, they absolutely knocked the bottom out of that. And we would be remiss, Chris, if we didn't give a shout out to your Haitian friends. Frite? Frite with that. I, I don't want to miss out on that one. They had a great texture profile and the flavors were there from the stewed tomatoes on top. I went with the vegetarian route with the eggplant kind of bruschetta, um, all on top of the plant fried plantain chip. And I thought that was, you know, like I thought there was great representation. The crowd seemed to be very much involved. I mean, the place was slammed well past 930 when they did the announcements of who won what. So great support from the community. Can't thank everybody enough for um, just coming out, being awesome, being cool. Yeah. And I would say this would be one of those events like if you didn't go this year, mark it on your calendar for next year because it's a fun one. It's it's Price relaxing. Friendly, it's a great it's vibe. So, yeah, this is one of those up there with, like, the Big Eat and other ones. Like, it's an event. 
I would go to again. And so we haven't been regulars at Denver Food and Wine's grand tasting just because schedule obligations and years past. Last year, my brother was getting married. The year before, I think we were on a bachelor party. And then the year before, we went more as patrons rather than uh, supporters or uh, vendors or whatever media members. Um, the grand tasting was Awesome, Chris. I know you were at the CU Nebraska game. I missed game. it. I couldn't pass it off. So fuck off. Me and Eve are going to talk for a couple minutes. Eve, I know you did your due diligence. You also made the reel that everybody saw on social media this morning. What did you think about the Grand Tasting as your first um, experience doing one of these big boy events with us? The bang was the bang was definitely worth the buck. And for those that maybe missed out and you saw the video, you're like, fuck. So they had two long ass grand tasting tents. Chris, think Aspen Food and Wine, because I know you've done that one, on either side. So it looks like an equal sign. And in the middle is just like a smaller little vendors of specific liquors and things like that. Like there was a whiskey booth. But in these long grand halls, grand tasting hall, whatever tents, they were on both sides of the walls and then in the middle as well. I mean, everywhere you turn there was so much food that the lines were not that bad like at aspen food and wine obviously they sell out of everything right and i think there was a i can't remember if they said there was like in between 1500 and 2000 people there easily easily and i mean they could have fed fed and had more if it's just like eve said the bang is worth your buck and as far as you can see, there was tequila, there were whiskey tastings, fuck, Jaeger was out there just getting people bombed. Ooh. I mean, seltzer companies, not our favorite seltzers, but others. Um, shout out to Spencer and the team over at Austin Cocktails. That was a good, uh, they had a pretty solid booth and showing. The Aperol Spritz, people had a frozen Aperol Spritz machine, and they had the CU game going, so that was a bustling corner. Um, it was awesome. I thought it was a great turnout by the industry itself. And shout out to our friends over at Southern Glazers. Um, y'all, we don't actually know y'all, but y'all are friends of our friends, which makes y'all a friend of, uh, a friend of Jack or whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> we can't tell you how much we appreciate y'all's support for the industry because it's not possible without folks like them. Dude, so, okay, so in the grand tasting event, they just would have, like, wine, some food, wine, food, wine, like, food, wine, food, tequila, nice. wine, food, and then in the middle, it's like, and then there's a wine, there's, like, a seminar uh, tent, so you can learn about uh, wines, you can learn about wine glasses, and then our boy Bill Miner, you know, friend just down the street over at El Porcelino, had an epic spread of charcuterie. Oh, he always he always he hits bring, like the some of the best super hard. He has some of the best cured meat I've ever put in my mouth. Just saying, just saying. And there's been a lot of cured meat in that mouth. Well, Eve, what was the most favorite thing you put in your mouth this weekend? You speaking can't say of, that she's brand speaking, new to the team. Speaking of the food and wine. And those pickles, too. I thought that was a really good bite, too. I know I just besmirched them not two weeks ago in the emergency pod. They fucking brought the hammer. 
This yeah, weekend. we didn't so, say their food sucks. We no, just, no, no, yeah. no, no. I'm, and we are sitting here telling you what we like, when we like it. <laughs> that was on my podium list of snacks as well. Wait, like a baba ganoush? Oh, okay. I don't know if I... I didn't hit all 50. I, yeah. Damn it. Oh, Poulet just showed the absolute fuck out. Uh, the macarons were, they did mini babies. They did the baby max. Um, oh, mini like max. One bite? Oh, yeah. I was oh. squirreling them, Chris. I was just pocketing them for later. And I'd be like, oh, let's pop that poi in right there. That, that was, that's on my podium. And good call on the desserts. Was there another one that tickled your pickle? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh. That is a good call. Okay, so I didn't mean to step on your toes on the poulet because that got me really excited. That was one of my – that was so – They, yeah, they literally brought enough for people to try one of everything. And we have been hammering this point home for over a fucking year. Like if you call yourself a foodie or if you have one of these Instagram pages where you – brag about shit you eat and you're not willing to go 30 minutes to try the best that we have in the whole state, then you're not doing your due diligence. You're not doing your job. You're not doing your community a service. And so by Poulet coming up here, I think it put a lot of people on notice that if you don't know, now you fucking know. Because I love Matt Doolin and Get Rights. They are my 1A for the Metro. And honestly, Parker's outside the metro. It's outside the fucking 470 loop. Drive your happy ass down there. And I hope everybody else resonated that. I know our friend Jamie Grayson, he had one of those smiles like you found out. I don't know. Your team won a national championship. That's what I would correlate it to. It's like if he won a Tony, I think was the smile I saw on Jamie's face. It's like you told him Trump died. He was grinning ear to ear. He was over the moon elated, Chris. And rightfully so. Like, I think a lot of folks realized, oh, this is fuck worthy food. And the baked good game, you know, a lot of people got into it recently in the last couple of years, but Colorado's starting to see a presence of legitimate bakers that yeah. are bringing the GD hammer. And so Poulet was my 1A for the weekend. Here's a little throw that I don't think you're going to expect me to say, Chris, because we were just talking meats in the mouth. Um, somebody people, they did a lentil and farro salad with pomegranate and... I don't know, probably some vegan sour cream shit on top. <laughs> it was so good because it was so different. Like there, we'll talk about the sandwiches next because those all, you know, I'm a slut for a sandwich. Who isn't? Yeah. Pocket, put it in your pocket. I'll so, take it home with me. That was the most unexpectedly delightful, fresh, refreshing bite. And it reminds you of the restaurant. Like they're doing things differently. Like, I'm sure there were other vegetarian dishes and things of that nature out there, but the vegan restaurant didn't skip a fucking beat and they, it, it resonated with me with the next day. And I thought it was really good, Eve. I don't know if you got that one. Did you? It dude, was going pretty quick. Dude, they're great. And their, their cocktail game at the restaurant is, is, is a 10. 
It's incredible. But they also, like, if you want to check out a spot that's kind of, like, off the beaten path down Broadway, go check them out because on Sunday nights, they have, like, a Sunday supper deal. It's, like, I think it may be, like, 40, 45 a person, but you just get a ton of food. Should we do family supper this week? Well, maybe not this week, but soon. We're busy this weekend, remember? Yeah, I'm, I'm depending on who's playing Sunday night football, I could uh, definitely be free. Just depends on the situation. Um, but at the same time, you know, because we have that badass pick'em league, we'll be watching a little bit. I mean, I was at the event on Saturday, but still managed to catch the games. I went pretty, I think I went like, what, 11 and four on Saturday and then four and three, four, three and one yesterday. Yeah. And then hit a prop that was a uh, plus money. So that was pretty cool. Speak. Speaking of games. No, three, four, and one, and hit a prop. Yeah. Wait, before we get into Boulder, because okay. I want to talk prime, I want to give the flowers to two more restaurants. Y'all know I love Asian food. It's because spice gets me woolly on the inside, and you know we grew up in Cajun country. It's a different spice. I thought the Mac fam, shout out Doris and Ken, who have been on this pod, they're about to, they've closed down their previous you know venture and are now opening Mac fam in the next two weeks. Something like that. Um, what's it called? They had a rice cake dish, Chris, with their own chili crisp on top. It was very spicy. It was great with like a German Riesling. And they were sitting next to And it was Ooh. so goddamn hot. Like I didn't even dabble in the reds. It was all white and pink for me. Um, but that one was, it was so good. And it was, like Eve said, it was a spicy bitch. The, those Rieslings taste so sexy with spice like that. It just that. pairs beautifully. Oh. And so shout out to Mr. B's. If you don't have your tickets for the September 28th event, that you're losing your mind. For $45, it's 60 plus distributors of vino. So we're running it back in a couple of weeks, all with a bunch of wine and liquor and snacks, obviously. But anyways, that dish was exciting. Exceptional, and then Aloy Modern Thai. They did this corn fritter kind of. It was almost hush puppy like, but not as gritty. So, and it had a little bit of a sweetness on the outside. And they had a chai tea that was paired with it. I don't know if you tried that, but when you said that ice cream, it made me remind me of that one. That was a banger. And then this one was in the VIP section. La French, their beef bourgeon. Fuck everybody. I mean, if we do this event next year at night and they do that dish so that you pair it with like, you know, 60, 70 degrees outside, you can drink that red wine, that dish wins. And then, of course, I did caviar with Chef Michael from Bruto because I'm a slut for those two. I I mean, I had so much fun. The food was exceptional. We could do this for 45 more minutes, but we got a lot to talk about. So why don't we get into the nitty gritty of us both making a fortune off of CU this weekend? I think the entire globe made a fortune off they, CU this Vegas weekend. Vegas lost $100 million because CU just torched the fuck out of them. The line started at plus six and a half in like July because you can bet out. Yeah. And then week of the game after they upset TCU, the line started at t- uh, Nebraska minus two and a half. And then it closed at CU minus three, minus two and a half kind of floater, depending on what books you look at. Chris. What's the vibe like up there? Dude, I mean, it, and you know, I'd never been to a game before. Oh, but really? I, well, I mean, I've only yeah. been when they've been dismal. And I've been up there when they've been dismal, and there's just like not a whole lot going on in the city. 
this Saturday, it was fucking electric. So we rolled out of Denver at like 7 a.m. I need to figure out where we got these breakfast burritos because they slap. I'll report back on that. But anyways, we rolled out there, got up there. The place was crawling with people. Like, you know, like, and it wasn't just like people just walking around, you know, people were all geared up, excited about it, just shit talking Nebraska. Man, the hatred for Nebraska up there is real. Anyways, no, the stadium, the stadium was a vibe. It was fully packed. A fight broke out a couple rows ahead of me. Um, so they got escorted out, but the place was packed. I mean, people were cheering. Like it was a different vibe. There, I, was there a lot of Bitcoin talk? Because I feel like this is a crowd that talks a lot about Bitcoin and how, you know, they would have been at January 6th, but they had class. Was there a bunch of those kinds of people? Or what, what was the vibe like? Is it a bunch of 21-year-old kids that look like Josh Richards just running around with like four-inch inseams and like brutally expensive watches? Shout out to Shador. Some of that. Um, <laughs> no, but at the same time, no, like, but like I, the, studium sec- the student section was full. I mean, the place was packed. Awesome. And, you know, like, turnovers, the crowd just was fucking going nuts. And, I mean, obviously, Ralphie running. you got to love that. That pissed off some of the CU fans because the team used to run out behind Ralphie. Now that she's running out lone or stag, people are like, well, and I don't know the rationale behind it, but you just see, you know, people find anything to bitch about. But I'm glad to hear that, the you know, the boys are back on top. Would you would you uh, ever sign up to be a Ralphie runner? Absolutely not. There's no I Chris. I tore my Achilles golfing. I broke my finger wakeboarding. I tore my arm up. I fell out of a window, and then I tore my arm up doing yard work. In what world should I be running alongside a buffalo trying to keep it in line? I'm just saying that's got to be absolutely fucking terrifying. Would you rather do that or be in charge of Bevo? The Texas. Oh, sorry. Is that is it too soon to talk about you getting the no. vote in the ass? <laughs> Man, they beat the shit out of y'all in your backyard. Like exactly what Prime told his team happened to Saban's team, which was just baffling. But I will say it is great that CU is back because not only does it do great things for the local businesses in our industries, which are restaurant, bar, and cannabis, but it also, like, it's an infectious, like, feeling. Like, it's like, oh, we have, if you wake up thinking, we have a chance. You know, Oregon's in two weeks. USC's the week after, which is when the rubber's really going to meet the road. Like, they're going to torch CSU during uh game day this weekend but so like i won't expect anything there but after that that's when it's gonna be like let's see what you're uh, really about because if they beat one of those two which i'm not saying they can't they oregon looks 100 percent beatable yeah i mean that changes the name of the game because then they only have to worry about folks like then they'll still have Utah, but if you can lose to USC right. and still be in the hunt if you beat Oregon, because then those two have to play each other later in the year. And it's like a circle jerk the last five weeks of the Pac-12 with Washington, Utah. I mean, it looks like Washington State's a fucking yeah. wagon. If, I mean, it's a doozy for beat, CU. If There's, they beat Oregon, it's not hype. It's real. You know, like, that, like I mean, that's I when, like, anyway. it, I do too, but I'm just saying that's when you can mark it on your calendar. Like these boys, they bought in it. 
I'd be surprised if they don't at least get into a bowl this year. I think that should not like I have the over three and a half wins plus money because that's how little faith all of America, Vegas included, had in Dion. And so I was like, I mean, every, you know, from our experience working with Mile High Life, we follow the Mile High Sports team, um, like they're, you know, members. And they were like, y'all aren't seeing what we're seeing. And I think the DNVR guys and fucking everybody said it, but like, you're not seeing what we're seeing. This team is better than three and a half wins. And they've come out the, they've come out guns blazing. And there should be nothing short of 100%, you know, ecstatic enthusiasm coming out of Boulder. Like, they have game day for the first time since 96 this weekend. And it's against the fucking CSU Rams, which now have the ability to do one of the funniest things in history. But it won't happen. You know, like, it's not going to happen. But um I'm glad that you caught a dub because that would have sucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have been like, I would have been the bad luck token. I'm really pissed you don't have this burrito name. I feel like you don't remember what we do here in that right, Eve. I'll get that. I'll get that contact <laughs> later. But it was a great breakfast burrito. So stay tuned. No, I did not. But I do love Way the fact. Way to fucking go. I do it's love like the, I'm doing this by myself over here, Chris. Well, then I'll just pack up my bags and leave. Um, we have LSU this weekend. We beat Arizona this past weekend. Suck at Wildcats. Um, no big deal. Both of those programs are mediocre as fuck. But that's, that's football. Uh, no, let's not. We're not done with football. Let's talk the other stuff. Let's talk Pick'em. We have 130 plus people that are signed up for our Pick'em. We have three people tied as we're listening, as we're recording this. Three people are tied going into Monday Night Football. The winner is going to win a gift card to King of Wings as well as to Emerald Fields. So every week there's two gift cards up for grabs. So you're going to be smoking and eating for free just for guessing right. I saw one of the people that is in contention is the team from, I don't know who's picking, but from Get Sauce Pizzas. And then the other ones are members of the community and I mean, they went 11 and fucking five or four yesterday. That's fucking nuts. And that gift card from King of Wings. Ooh. When you pair it with the gift card from Emerald Fields, it's yeah. like smoke good. It's like the Deion Sanders. If you smoke good, then you'll be able to eat good. And if you eat good, you'll be feeling good. On a Sunday? Jesus Christ. I know, right? So, I mean, you come out the gates, guns blazing, win week one. You're playing with the house's money. We want to thank all of our sponsors. Obviously, we have, it's 18 weeks. We're going to talk about this every single Tuesday. But next week's episode, our next week's gift card is for our friends over at Mr. B's. They're going to win a gift card to Mr. B's. They're going to win one ticket to the Mr. B's wine and spirits tasting as well. And they're going to win a gift card. Oh, wait, fuck. That was week three. No, we'll just do this. Um, we'll do Mr. B's and, and then you get a gift card to our new neighbors, Billy's Inn, the local dive bar that's loaded to the gills with great tequila and brutally unhealthy salads. Um, my favorite is the, the Southern BLT salad. That's it comes with one. bacon, fried chicken, cheddar, um, a spicy like ranch and you know, I hate ranch. Um, but this is like made in house. So the spice level varies based off of like if the kitchen manager's pissed or if he got or she got laid the night before. Like, love it. I know it's great. It's a dealer calls it. And then it comes with avocado and like fucking vegetables and all that other bullshit. I love their unhealthy salads. The big burrito salad. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, and you can get all of that just by picking 
the games this week. So don't forget to get your picks in before Thursday's kickoff. Gosh darn it. We're going to have a great season, and we wish everybody nothing but the best of luck. On Thursday's episode, we'll give a shout-out to the winner to make sure they know. Answer me this. Can more and more people sign up each week? No. So at the end of the season, this was a little caveat, Chris. This was something I liked. We're going to get gift cards from all of them. So the winner, whoever has the best record cumulatively throughout the season, is going to win like an extra six, $700 just because they'll have extra gift cards given to them from 25 fucking locations. Hot damn. I know, right? What a bunch of suckers who didn't sign up for that. I mean, wh- who wouldn't have gotten in this? Imagine listening to this podcast and be like, oh, they're just giving away five grand and uh, gift cards during football season. Yes, we are. We give away a lot. Yeah. Well, before we get out of here, Eve, what's our time? Long? Yeah. Perfect. That's how we do it. Um, it's the biggest part of our episode. The elephant in the room. It's the elephant in the room. We ostracized a couple of restaurants in about a week or two ago. We said our feelings, and I'm not going to apologize any more than I've already done so. But at the same time, the Michelin Award Ceremony is going on this evening as you're listening to this podcast. I will be in attendance. I will be wearing the green suit. Ooh, well done. Yeah, it's weed season. It's money season. See who gets these fucking stars. But we wanted to kind of, I want to get last guesses in. We're going to hear more Bib Gourmands will be announced. So it won't be just those nine, which may explain where Softa comes in. Um, we're going to hear, I don't know if the, they will be awarding greens, which are for those that are doing ethically green, you know, stuff in the community, because I think you have to previously be on a list to be on the green star list. So I don't think, I don't know if that will work. Like if someone was an early nod, like a Basta who does things like, you know, grows their own grains, the proper fermentation process, you know, the, the, I imagine proper, there's a, yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to get one on that one. So I won't ask for that, but there's also Michelin plates, which is like a lesser of an award. And then we have the stars. So before, who do you think is going to fall into what category from the restaurants that have not been mentioned on our previous podcast where we just fucking lit the house on fire? Uh, so you said they're going to announce more bib gourmands. Yeah. I would say softa is going to hit that list. And if you're, you know, since there was a barbecue in the previous announcement, I, I could see pit fiend getting a nod just because of the way they go about doing some of their barbecue and what they're throwing up out there. It's, creative it's yeah. delicious it's and fun. it's fun and they they engage with the community pretty well so i'll give you my short list i think we're gonna have to sometime eventually include a sunday vinyl i don't know if olivier falls into a star or falls into the gourmand category but i think they're in that conversation that needs to be at least recognized in some capacity for those that don't know restaurant olivier unbelievable fucking pasta located down in the wash park neighborhood i mean it's a little bit higher tier i put it in the kind of the tavernettas but that's where tavernetta fell in the hop alleys right that's where i would put olivier but like in the and i guess the price break for but they have fucking great and, pasta and i can't remember is olivier all prefix or can you do a la cart What'd you say? A la carte? <laughs> um, yeah, you can do a la carte. It's not always okay. um, a Mikasa or whatever. Um, so if you're craving a lobster spag, get on over there. We're about to get so 
dick deep into ragu season. I cannot wait. And with our brand new kitchen upstairs, we're going to have to do family suppers over here on Mondays and watch football while Eve edits. So how many stars do you think are going out? What's the final? I think we're going to see four, and I think that's a lot. Frosca? I think Frosca gets one. Little Nell gets one. The Sushi Spot and Beaver Creek. Or Vale or whatever. Matisa. I don't know. There's another one up there that's pretty quality too. That one, I just, I don't like hanging out on the side of fucking I-70. Like, for folks that like, yeah, Vale's a great mountain to ski and Beaver Creek too. But it's like, why, why is there not a Waffle House here? Like, what the fuck are we doing? We're just on the side of the interstate and we're calling this like the greatest place on earth? I disagree wholeheartedly. You need to be tucked back in the cut like a Crescent Butte. Could, could um, we find a, a block of land there off I-70 <laughs> and open up a Waffle House? I don't, if we could, Chris, we'd be fucking millionaires. Our, that and a Chick-fil-A, but hire yeah, Waffle all, House. hire all like Jewish people and just leave ours open on Sunday. <laughs> close it on saturdays we'd be fucking rich i mean think of all the people that would stop and grab some grub on their way sitting in traffic be like we're gonna actually make a loop back and get like right around eagle that would be a perfect place to put up a waffle house and a chick-fil-a you would just print cash waffle house would be great but i think yeah i think those cities all paid for this exact nod and so i think they both get one little nell being the kind of the one I got drunk at the most recently, you know, I guess there, there's nothing up there that really piques my interest in terms of, uh, approachability for like a bib. And unless the rules are, unless I read them wrong, there's no one getting a green star up there either. Cause you have to have a pre rec to yeah. get the green star. So I think somebody in Denver gets it. I think that they would be remiss not to. And I don't think you can just throw Bruto. What about Beckon? Beckon is also probably on that short list. Um, the Olivier, like I mentioned, Wolf's Taylor is probably going to be there. But I have a sneaking suspicion, like we said on the last episode, they're not going to give Callier or Bobby two star, like two different, you know, recognition. Yeah, Frost is getting one. So I imagine Frost is getting one. And since Basta in Boulder got the bib, I imagine one of Kelly's places in Denver gets it. So I'm guessing Bruto. Especially with, you know, Michael's doing some really gnarly shit over there at the chef's tasting. And, you know, the fermentation process, the grain process, the fact that he was a James Beard finalist. Things like that line up that make me think that if they're going to give one Omakase or chef's like countered service the nod, it's I'm going to give it to Bruto over Beckham. The last time I had Beckham was fucking good. I just I thought Bruto was doing a little bit. More creative stuff, yeah. you know, and then obviously, you know, having that, I thought it was really good too, though. So it could be Beckon, but I would, I don't think they're going to give two to Denver. Do you? I mean, probably. Like, you got to think, like, first year, like, there's, there's a couple of restaurants that deserve it. So why not hit this bustling city that's starting to change, you know? Like, it, it, it attract, because it's going to bring more people here. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, we were talking with some friends from the industry that have said the same about job opportunities and uh, skill sets coming to Denver 
that maybe previously folks maybe, you know, flyover state vibes, you know, it's like Chicago and now Denver is a point of recognition. And I know Georgia is getting the nods as well, but at the same time, I feel like we're going to see chefs being like, Oh, let's, you know, the Michelin guide is saying there's quality restaurants out here. Let me go try these. Let me go visit. You know, maybe I could be a chef in one of these kitchens. Maybe I could, you know, open a restaurant or, you know, earn a Michelin star in Denver as well. So I think it's going to breed opportunity, innovation, competition, all of the things that, you know, Bill Parcells looks for or Bill Belichick looks for in an athlete. And I think it will bring in more like, restaurant tours from those opportunities for you and they're out there like don't be afraid to apply yeah and all these places that we're talking about are oftentimes those that you know when we were growing up working in the restaurant industry first job at 14 obviously it didn't matter then um you know bumming smokes as you're uh, the bus boy but things like healthcare. Things like retirement packages, things like it's not just going home with $400 in ones anymore. Like these are opportunities to build careers, you know, in this industry. And now we're going to have the Michelin guide is going to kind of showcase that. And so I'm really fucking fired up. I did forget to give a shout out to Bodega because their sandwich on that focaccia was awesome. Um, it was like, it was really fucking good, but I, it just made me think of you know, great staffs doing cool shit in the community. Um, but you're exactly right. Like, you know, it, it shows that this is an industry worth investing in, especially in Colorado. And then I think we saw through this weekend that the support is there from the community. Like, obviously we know inflation has been a mega bitch and in Colorado, especially from local purveyors to having to get, you know, your regularly sourced meats the prices are up. And so it sucks. You have to kind of like, you know, choose methodically. That's why I tell you so hard. Don't waste your time at my neighbor, Felix. Let me tell you where to go get a quality marg, support a great restaurant, great people for a third of the price, you know, that kind of vibe. But the industry is ripe right now. Don't be scared to get back in it. Don't be scared to, you know, make, a move that jumps you onto maybe a stronger ship and you have to work your way back up the ranks. There's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Eve, how'd we do today? Okay. Well, you can't say that. Yeah. You already said that. Uh, okay. So now you have to give an E fact right now. Coconut water. Coconut water is really gross. So like the shavings you dislike or like, what about like almond joys and mounds? Oh, that is a fun fact. Is there a fruit that you do love more than like the rest? Like I love strawberries the most. Those are my favorite. And my second favorite is probably watermelon. I'm a summer guy, Cap. Watermelon's great, especially with a little bit of salt. Oh, Oh. tagine. That's good too. What mood are you if in you, today? Yeah, if you could pick the ripest, most delicious piece of fruit, what fruit would we have? I mean, it's going to be the best tasting you've ever had. Okay. I already picked okay. strawberries. You have to pick your own. Fruit. I was thinking. I was thinking. Isn't Maine like? Don't y'all have a lot of blueberries up there? Yeah. I really like cantaloupe. 
If you get a fresh cantaloupe melon, cantaloupe's good. Uh, so I didn't as a kid. I hated the green shit. But now it's kind of grown on me. Interesting. You know what they say about people that like honeydew and cantaloupe? Well, absolutely fucking nothing. So you don't like cantaloupe? No, a little cantaloupe it. and prosciutto? I'm not actively seeking it out. Oh, I did eat it. Stone- I forgot to talk about some other stuff. Whoops. Friday, I had a big day. I saw that. I was wondering, why didn't you clue me in on this dealio down in Arvada? I didn't know about the old town boot scoot and boogie or whatever it was called. It was awesome. Um, before we leave, I ate at stone cellar. We talk about them fairly often. I go about once a quarter over there. They, they change their menu every week because they source everything locally. And then when you said cantaloupe and prosciutto, it made me think of them. Um, cause they have that on the menu right now. They had a black cod, Chris, with a champagne beurre blanc sauce. Oh my God. It was lube. Oh, I just like, I just, I, I could have drank the beurre blanc sauce, but literally the cod just slides down your gullet. It was just silky smooth. They are doing the Lord's work over there. The fried chicken is solid. I mean, I'm a Popeye's guy yeah. through and through the fried chicken solid. That cod. But the festivities were really fucking cool. They had, you know, hippies out there selling merch. They had artists from around the community, which reminds me we're going to be doing a small business market next month to help just promote local small businesses. Um, But that dinner on Friday night was immaculate, and it was led by uh, a hankering from me going up to Boulder and doing a grow tour of an outdoor grow right off a baseline. Oh, that's all that. I mean, ballsy growing outdoor here in Colorado, (laughs) but at the same time, they've done this for five years. Shout out to the Republic. Um, five years. They do not have like hail things, but they, Chelsea is her name. She was saying that by growing in the sun, they're just like stronger. She's like, you know, the indoor ones are weak and feeble, like Kip, you know, trying to do anything. But if you're like growing up on the outside, you gotta they're like, they're wither all, the elements. Yeah. She's like, that sun makes them strong as fuck. And so they still have about a month left in bloom before they crop or before the crop is uh, harvested. But, um, are they sexy? Yeah. It was real cool. And there was a bunch of little bunny rabbits running around, Chris. I mean, we should do more field trips. I know we have this badass studio and Eve will be here all hours of the night working and burning the midnight oil, but we should go out and do some cool stuff because that was a lot of fun. So shout out to our friends over at High Curious. I appreciate Matt and the fam from uh, the Republic, Chelsea and the team. We appreciate the invite. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and I did it. Caught a good head change. Love it. Yeah. And that was after shake and break. So I was struggle busting that morning. That was a killer week. I'm exhausted just talking about it. I'm, I probably got gout. We're about to get a little break, though. The summer's kind of coming to a close. Then we'll pause until the holiday season. That's exactly right. We have a kick-ass episode coming up with Aaron Richards on Thursday, the founder from Cirrus Social Club, the new cannabis lounge that's soon to open on Colfax Boulevard right there at Ogden Street. He will be joining us to talk about everything from us yelling at people 
you know, that Narcon folks to talking about how the legal process to getting the licensing. We'll talk about all that. And if you're interested in getting involved in the Cirrus Social Club, shoot us or Aaron a message. We would happily put you all in contact with him. He's a great dude and he's about to change the world and how they see cannabis. So that's going to be a great episode. And don't forget our next two events, Harvest Week by our friends over at Eat Denver. That's on October 4th through the 7th. But our next event all you can drink, Mr. B's Autumn Wine and Spirit Showcase, $45. You can get tickets through our bio. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Did we miss anything, Eve? Nope. Are you just saying that so you can leave? Yeah. Okay, well, let's get out of here so Eve can go sit in traffic. Until next episode, don't forget to stay high, stay happy. Let's go Buffs. Sports. Cheers. Cheers.